Previously on X-Men. Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. Uh. This is Josh Heiser here with... <laughs> Fat Five Freddy told me everybody's high. DJ Spinning Arc, saving my mind. Flash is fast. Flash is cool. Francois says, Flash, Flash, no do, and you don't stop. You sure shot. And out comes the man from Mars. He goes out at night eating cars. This is James Prophet. <laughs> I had no idea what that was. <laughs> what what, what rap do you have don't, okay. Bill? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing that good. You know that song, uh, Rapture by Blondie? No. And there's that really terrible rap at the end. Okay. Oh my well, gosh, yes. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> part of that really terrible rap at the end. <laughs> oh, what was Debbie Harry thinking? I don't oh, know. Oh, that's amazing. I'm pretty sure she met Fab Five Freddy, and he went, you can totally do this. And she went, you know what, I can't. Oh, my gosh. She should have stuck with that first thought. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, if we can introduce everybody here. Hey, it's it's me, Bill. Nick. Joe. Joe sounds happy. (laughs) This week, we are doing our Mount Rushmore of X-Men characters i don't know how we could um possibly be coming at this from different angles this week but i'm sure we are so does anybody want to give how they're they approach this list i will say i guarantee you there's one character that we probably all chose morph think so yes yes morph jubilee very specific story from the x-men one and two movies yeah of course does a mall baby eat chili fries? <laughs> <laughs> I did have a hard time because, like, right off the top of my head, you come up with like four, right? Before you look any deeper, I'm like, okay, Vegeta, Falcor, Bono, and Dawson. But then I thought about it and I realized not all of those are X Men, they're just normal mutants. And so. <laughs> I did have to find out who are the X-Men. I got it down. I think I got four that legitimately are all part of the group. What, so what, are, I, all these, what are all these noises? <laughs> Sounds like someone's a bartender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm mixing drinks for people at my house. Send them this I way. did just open a drink, Joe. A little sip of Angry Orchard for the working man. Nice. <laughs> James just opened up a can. <laughs> So were you guys were you guys thinking just members of the X-Men or characters within X-Men universe? Well, it said X-Men 
Mount Rushmore bill, so I was thinking X-Men. Okay. <laughs> I will have to rework my list a little bit then. Yeah. No, dude, wait. That would be interesting if you had characters in the universe that technically weren't X-Men. No, yeah, I, I had could... one that I really wanted, but I did not choose because he was a villain. I yeah. couldn't find a time where he was ever on the team. Bill, Bill, you can't choose Captain Britain. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Man, Captain Britain. Excalibur was my jam back in the day. I freaking loved that series. Can we, and this is like a spur of the moment thing, can we make it X-Men adjacent? Just to give our list a little more variety. Just to make my head explode? That's fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, let's let's keep it let's keep it X Men. No, it's actual, fine. Bill. Actual team we're, members. We're already not even doing Mount Rushmore, so who cares? It's fine. I mean, we might, it's fine. We might well, we're doing it live. Might as well do our favorite Justice League while we're at it. <laughs> Why aren't we, we can doing throw in, Mount Rushmore? We can throw in DC characters too, right? <laughs> I Yeah, I don't get it, Josh. Why is it this Mount Rushmore? Uh, because you guys don't know what the hell Mount Rushmore is, you just make top four. I mean, we're basically doing top four over here, you know. What are you? It's not the greatest about? of all time. So, so what would be what would be the the difference, like in I your mean, definition? Even yeah, Mount Rushmore is not the greatest of all time because W. Bush isn't on it. Well, I didn't think. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> High five. <laughs> <laughs> It, it does. It doesn't matter. We, we're fine. We just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> we'll just keep doing it wrong. Dad's <laughs> disappointed. Wrong. <laughs> so how 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 should we do a Rushmore correctly then? Well, well, we asked when we f- did the first one what we all thought, and I just basically was in the minority. It's fine. I just to me, it's like what you think of when you th- like when people do the Mount Rushmore wrestling. They don't just do like oh, I love Billy Guns. He's on the Mount Rushmore. It's like. You know, I mean, they wouldn't pick Hannibal, for God's sakes. I'm just kidding. To be fair, it's not like there's 100 X-Men. So if we all did the Mount Rushmore of specific X-Men, it'd be like Wolverine, Cyclops, Professor X. It's basically going to be my my four. You already got you already got three of them there, James. Okay. Who's <laughs> the fourth one? Is Jean Grey? Yes. <laughs> wow. Because I did Mount Rushmore. That, not my top that, that was uncanny. <laughs> That's amazing. You see what I did there? It, it, it's funny because it, it's part of one of the comic book names. You, you get it? So, Josh, now that totally you get it. <laughs> Now that you've done the actual Mount Rushmore, (laughs) would you like to do your four favorites? Oh, it's the same because I'm lame and I just like the heroes. Jack Jack and Locke are my favorite, you know. (laughs) The whole thing. Favorite superhero, Superman. I mean, I could could probably change it, yeah, for sure. I mean, one of those is definitely in it, but we'll see. Yeah, I can mix it up. I'll go with our our top four favorites. And we'll call it Mount Rushmore. Okay, cool. Good name. (laughs) (laughs) So how far did did you guys consider the comics at all, or were you just considering the movies? I was mostly considering the comics. Yeah. Yeah, comics, the old shows, everything. The cartoon series. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm the only person on this podcast that is not an active comic book reader and has never been one. I am not an active comic book reader because I can't afford to be. You used to be one, though. Yes, 
but I also did, never was did, did that. Do you have big a library card, bro? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I, I do, right. but I don't have time to go to the library. Of the graphic novels I've read, pretty much like not unlike Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, that was all at the behest of Nick. He has pointed me in the direction of a lot of cool things over the years. So usually when he tells me to read something, I just kind of trust his judgment on it because it's never really let me down yet. So I've read Wolverine, the origin on the X-Men front, but I think that's the only X-Men thing I've ever read. Very cool. Yeah, that was one of the best comics I think I've ever read. Yeah. That that reveal panel of who, you know, they they did a perfect bait and switch with that storyline of, of, you know, the origin of, you it's thought so it was going to be that kid of the, you know, the housekeep, you know, the the maintenance mm-hmm. guy. And then when it turned out to be, you know, sickly little Thomas, right? That's his first name, wasn't it? Uh, no. Hold on. What, what is it? It's James. It was Logan. James. James. Where did Thomas <laughs> come from? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Can that's, you your, that's, that's your little brother. I thought he pulled a James a Howlett. That's James it. James Howlett was the other kid. I might be Oh, like that. he took the guy's name? Yeah. Ooh, you might be right. I mean, I Josh was it's been a long Vegas. time since I've read Origin. No, you are right. Lost pretty much took that from Origin. Oh, cool. No Spoiler. Yeah. So Josh and I were talking about leaving more descriptive descriptions in our episodes so people looking for certain things can find us. There's going to be some guy looking for, like, X-Men Mount Rushmore or something like that. He's going to find this, and he's screaming at his listening device right now. <laughs> but his name was Thomas. No, it was James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so final call then. Are we are we going X-Men adjacent or just sticking to X-Men? I said we do adjacent. Okay, because I was going to just be yours? naming, like, two characters at the end because I don't really have any favorite X-Men characters other than a one or two. So that helps. Okay, cool, cool. cool. So I just looked it up super quick. His name really was born James Hallett. Logan was the last name of the the groundskeeper's kid that was like a badass. Yeah. So he technically took Logan from that guy. Just like Sawyer. Logan. Got it. He became Logan. <laughs> yeah. Joe, to go along with that, will you give everybody a Sawyer-esque nickname as we pick them one by one? Sure, Freckles. <laughs> it's like if somebody <laughs> picks Colossus, you can go John Botron. <laughs> All right, James, can you refresh my memory on the order? Me, Joseph, Bill, Nick, you? Is that right? Yep. You got yeah. it. All right. Um, well, I'm un- unprepared since I was doing Mount Rushmore. Um, <laughs> no, I'll I'll go with my number four. I'm gonna go with Sabretooth. So. I should have known. Why drag me all the way here, runt? I could have sliced you up stateside, saved you the trip. Not from. <laughs> <laughs> the first X-Men movie. <laughs> I was severely, severely disappointed when that came out because the first comic book I ever bought was Wolverine. I had, I meant to look it up earlier today. I'm pretty sure it's number 70 or 71. But I had uh, Wolverine fighting Sabretooth on the front and was obsessed with Wolverine and Sabretooth ever since. And um, Sabretooth was just so cool. I just, I just loved him. And I will say that, like, probably... You know, ninety percent of his nostalgic. I don't know that I 
you know, he has a ton of, of depth, but uh, there's a lot of stuff where it kind of mirrors Wolverine, which is cool. You had the same, you know, kind of background. <clears throat> it just kind of took the more villainous path. And, and yeah, like I said, the X-Men movie came out. I was so excited when I saw that Sabretooth was going to be a character in it. And then, you know, when they showed the first images in Wizard Magazine, I was like, this is not Sabretooth. Like, you know, none <laughs> of them really, like, they didn't wear the yellow and blue and all that. But some some indie wrestler, I think, played him. And he just, mm-hmm. yeah, he just mm-hmm. looked looked like you know, whatever. Didn't didn't really look like Sabretooth at all, except for the fact that he had like sharp teeth or whatever. But um, <laughs> I'm not making a case for him. But if you read old uh, Wolverine comics or even like from like the 2000s, he kept showing up always as just like the the great foil to Wolverine. And there's an amazing fight between the two of them god i wish i could remember what it was but um it ends up with with one of them cutting each other's cutting the other one's head off i won't say who if you ever want to read it but it's pretty great love saber too he's my number number four so even though the x-men origins wolverine movie was god awful if I remember correctly, that was the one that had Liev Schreiber as Sabretooth, and he was actually pretty good at, at doing him. I was I was just thinking that. Yeah, he was definitely better, for sure. I mean, the intro to that movie so, was so flipping good, with the two of them like going through all the battles throughout history. Yeah. It's, oh, so much promise, and then just turded quickly. I, I really don't think it's that bad of a movie if, if you take out the Deadpool stuff. Like, I'm think that was what really made it unwatchable because you had <laughs> one of the funniest like quick-witted characters ever not being able to talk but yep. like you said Sabretooth is good in it and it's it's really not that bad but it's not <clears throat> as bad as x3 exactly all right um joseph what's your number four so my number four is cyclops scott summers you can be cured we're mutants that's what we are. There's nothing wrong with us that needs to be cured. Look me in the eye and tell me that. It'll be my pleasure. I mean, it's no secret that Wolverine's going to show up eventually on people's lists. So when Josh and I were young, they were diametrically opposed. Opposed. And I was Cyclops' number one fan. And at the time, I didn't even really care about Wolverine, which was weird, but... Yeah, I just love that he's he's very similar to Captain America, just always doing the right thing and being a good leader. Um, and I kind of got sick of him just like because he's a little bland. And then um, in the X Men versus Avengers event from like I don't know ten years ago, one of the big comic book um, crossovers, he gets possessed by the same thing that makes Dark Phoenix. And his, like, story with that and also just his look that they gave him was super badass. Um, so he kind of went back into my my top few. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's Cyclops. <coughs> He's pretty great. I do like with you being the uh, badass aficionado that you talked about in a prior episode that what won him back into your heart was that he looked so cool when he came <laughs> yeah. back. For sure. If he became Edgelord at all, I was like, done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bill, what you got, man? 
All right. So my number four, I'm kind of reworking my list here since uh, we got yelled at for not doing the Rushmore correctly. <laughs> so I just want to make sure I'm doing it right now. Uh, now, so this Daddy was, scolded uh, us. <laughs> right. um so it's it's a character that i like loved before i got into the comics um because what got me interested in x-men initially was the arcade game the two-screen arcade game and then yeah. from there there was a series of trading cards that were out in the early 90s that was like, you know, they were separated by like the heroes and by the villains. I think it was Tops that put them out. And then they had like their power levels and their history in the back and everything. So like I collected a ton of those cards and then I got into the comics from there. And my favorite card out of that set that I had was uh, Iceman. So Iceman is my number four just because I oh, yeah. thought his powers were super cool kind of like following in theme of what I've said before and other podcasts about like my love of the monsters or the weird stuff and all, all that. So I really thought it was super cool how his whole body would change when, I mean, there are different versions, I, I guess of like, in depending on the storyline, like, you know, he could change into an ice figure when he's like powering up or if he's permanently that way or not. But because uh, I think it was like in the original one, he was permanently like a walking snowball type thing. Uh, but I thought his powers are super cool. I thought he looked awesome in the different versions of it. Because I know like in the later like 90s, he was, you know, more crystalline looking with ice, like sickles coming up out of his shoulders and all that. So, yeah, that's my number four Iceman. <sighs> so. Uh, I'm going to do a not sequitur here, Josh. That old podcast that you used to like, Doug Loves Movies. Mm-hmm. So, my, so if anybody's ever heard it, what they would do is they would have a – it was like a quiz show. And they would name a category. It would have some goofy name. And then you'd have to answer a question about that category. And so my favorite thing they ever did was the category was named The Iceman Cometh. And it was about <laughs> movies in which Kevin Bacon has sex. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyway. So now our now our Mount Rushmore of, of those movies. Oh, All right. Yes. Stir of Echoes. The wild things. Stir of Echoes. Tremors. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know if he, he doesn't actually have sex in that movie, but there is a giant penis that crawls underground. So, <laughs> close, close I think it's alluded to that him and the other guy have sex quite frequently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I will pick a few good men where he doesn't have sex, but he does tell Tom Cruise that he's going down. <laughs> so, Nick, what's your number four? Um, after all that, I don't know. Um, so my number four, I'm going to go with Gambit because like, like I mentioned earlier, I, I read the X-Men, uh, growing up, um, some, I really enjoyed the, the X-Men cartoon show. Um, Bill had mentioned the arcade game. I was a fan of that as well. And then, of course, once the movies came along that created, I guess, 
basically just opened the door, I should say, for like the all the Marvel themed comic book movies. Um, but I was also never really in depth into the X Men. Um, so there's just a handful of X Men characters that I really really liked, and when I was younger, Gambit was one of them. I thought he, I just liked his his persona. I liked, I th- thought he dressed real cool because he wore a trench coat and he could make anything that he held on to explode. And he typically chose a pack of playing cards as his go-to weapon. So it's kind of corny, but I mean, I thought that was kind of awesome that he could just like flip a, a playing card at somebody and make it explode. So he is my number four. Rock on. He's going to, going to appear later on my list. I'll spoil that now. And, uh, there was supposed to be a Gambit movie starring Channing Tatum, which even though I'm not a big Channing Tatum fan, I thought that was perfect casting. Good, yeah. What and happened? it 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 got scrapped. It like once Fox got bought out by Disney, that was the kind of the nail in the coffin because it had gone into rewrites so many times. And so yeah, it's it's probably not going to happen now. Uh, yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> All right. Okay. My number four is Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Okay. So I think they did a good job with her in the Deadpool movies, although she's barely a blip in the comic. I don't know if she's in the comics now, but she was like just a one-off random mention. So what I really love about her, aside from her in those movies, is her backstory. Uh, Do you guys all know this? I do not. Nope. Okay. So this is how it started. And there was this band called Monster Magnet in the 90s and 2000s. And wrestling fans, if you're... Space Lord, <laughs> Mother, Mother. Yeah. Yep. For our wrestling fans, uh, that's the band that did Matt Hardy's theme song back in the day. And so they, again, alternative rock band, they kind of hated uh, the grunge movement, apparently. So they wrote a song called Negasonic Teenage Warhead with Nega being negative, Sonic being electric band, Teenage being whiny, and Warhead being heroin user. And so it was just sort of this condemnation of, I guess, that the celebration of um, sort of stuff sung about in grunge music a lot. And I love grunge. I love Pearl Jam. I love Nirvana. I like Alice in Chains, like we've talked about before. Um, one of the best lines from the song is, let's see, how does it start? Every every something that plugs into the game thinks they're a subatomic genius who just invented pain. It's a pretty good song, but <sighs> one of the uh, comic book writers for the X-Men saw the title for that song and thought, that's like the coolest song title I've ever read. So just as a random one-off thing in one of the comics, they had some character go like, hey, Cyclops, Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, let's go. And that was like the only appearance. Like, essentially, they just drew up a character, gave it that name, and then it never appeared again. It like wasn't a main character in that comic, even. It's just somebody in the background. Okay. When they were doing the Deadpool movie, and the writers were like reading through like all these old X Men comics and do research for the part, 
they came across that issue and one of the writers went negasonic teenage warhead that's like the best name i've ever heard in my life we gotta make that character the movie and then they went looking for more appearances and there wasn't really any that gave the character any kind of character depth at all and so they just essentially got to make it up for the movie and in the movie when deadpool meets her he goes Nekasonic T what the shit? That's like the <laughs> best name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so it's everybody they even wrote it into the movie had like the same reaction for wanting to include that. I thought that was kind of a cool little thing. And that's my number four. Granted, that's I'm sure awesome. my love for alternative music kind of influences that love, but yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Josh. Number three. All right. Uh my number three is Cassandra Nova. Anybody? Is that a, a Mount Rushmore enough name? Cassandra Nova. So she is um, created by Grant Morrison, who's my favorite comic book writer. He's super weird, and all of his stuff is like trippy and just out there. For new X-Men, him and Frank Quietly, the artist, created this character who is basically like a um, an o- opposite of Professor X. Um, she has this weird thing where she can, like, essentially she's telepathic, has, like, you know, psionic powers and that kind of stuff, but she can exit the womb of somebody that she possesses and create a new body for herself, which is (laughs) super cool. Nice. Um, Basically, she just exists on, like, the, uh, whatever you call that, the, like, plane of existence that Professor X is, like, on telepathically. Um, but like I said, she how create, graphic create a body. How uh, graphic do they go when they illustrate this? I mean, Grant Morrison is known for being pretty uh, mature, and I'd say this is pushing the envelope for most X comics. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't think it's like it's not like a rated M or anything like that. But yeah, I just it's, well, it's, googling it's her, I I came across a pretty awesome comic panel of like her face phasing through her hand phasing through uh, a dude's face and like her fingers coming out through his nostril and mouth and everything. That's pretty cool. Yeah. She, is she's the awesome. Comic called the, is the comic called the miracle of mutants? I don't know. Of life. Okay. Uh, it's like, a joke. All right. Um, no, she was, she was in the new X-Men, which was a, a Grant Morrison thing. But yeah, she she's like all all of the X Men villains. She's just like obsessed with killing off a bunch of mutants or you know genocide, like you know the light kind of fair for kids. But yeah, Cassandra Nova. It's my number three. Nice. I restrained really hard there for making a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie joke because I was afraid nobody would get it. So I just, just want go you to for know. it. James, has that ever stopped you before? Go for it. It hasn't, but it's. There's I think I know that more than gets. I know Blondie raps. <laughs> <laughs> the Bossa Nova, Cassandra Nova, Bossa Nova. What? Oh, yeah. Chevy Nova? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I got <laughs> All <you>. right. <laughs> Joe, what's your number three, man? So my number three is kind of weird because it's, it's similar to Josh's in that it's uh, super weird and can be super weird and out there but more in a um, a Joe kind of way, so like demons and things. Her name is Magic, and it's spelled with a K on the end. And I knew it was spelled with a K. <laughs> she's kind of a, she can be like a catch-all, like you can make her really generic and put her on a team, 
and she can teleport, and that's basically her her superhuman ability. Um, but she's also really into like the dark arts and source. She's a sorceress, so she has a lot of like adventures with Doctor Strange and fighting demons. And she can, she has like psychic armor basically that comes up so that she can not be like her mind can't be read by Professor X or anybody like that. But it comes up and she can like the more she uses it, the more it becomes like in depth so it'll have like horns and hooves and all this super badass stuff i feel like she's not frequently done to that degree it's usually just sticker we need another person in the team so we'll throw her on there and she just kind of looks like a almost like kitty pride or something but she can be super badass also she's colossus's younger sister so her her real name is Ileana Rasputin, and she's actually been around forever, like since the seventies. But I feel like they've um, really started to use her. I don't know in the last couple of decades. She's super badass. So I would just similarly look up some pictures of her, and she has all kinds of crazy adventures. Um, she's actually became like psychically bonded to Kitty Pride. I don't really know what that means, but I saw that when I was doing some some backstory stuff. But yeah, she's pretty dope. That's cool. I've never so, I didn't know about her as, character at all and I'm Googling it now and I that's yeah, I mean she's been around for a while and there's definitely different versions of her. Like I'm seeing the like I guess it was the new mutants that she had the hooves and horns yeah. and everything, but then more of a straightforward, just, you know, blonde chick with a sword, you know. Right. Yeah. Less, yeah, less demonic. That's interesting. I don't remember <coughs> much about this, but they're making a, a New Mutants movie. And yeah. the girl who played um, Emma, if anybody saw Emma recently, she's going to play Magic. So I'm really hoping they do her well and not like just a generic X Men character. What? You mean Gwyneth Paltrow, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to be a newbie for a second. Who is Kitty Pride? So she's Shadow Cat. That's her, like, you know, name, her X-Men name. She's She can teleport. She's the one in uh, Weezer. the Weezer song in the garage. She's in, I have Kitty oh, Pride and Nightcrawler, too. Oh, I've nice. always wanted to get a Kitty Pride tattoo on one arm and a Nightcrawler tattoo on the other. Oh yeah, and since she teleports, I had the idea of like half coming out of my arm, you know. But I was like, I bet somebody's had that idea, and if you Google it, a bunch of people had that idea. Oh, but it still looks pretty cool. Yeah, nice. yeah, that Instagram art—I forget who sent it out of her with Lockheed—was amazing. Yeah, yeah, she has like a pet dragon, James. But he's, like, well, that's super arm. cool. Yeah, she's awesome. She's kind of okay. like a fan favorite. She's never been yeah. like absolutely huge in the comics like cyclops or whatever but she's like a a big fan she's like charlie from lost exactly (laughs) you are all everybody (laughs) yeah i'm looking up pictures right now that's Uh, all kitty pride and magic all right okay bill you're up next man okay so my number three and i'm you know perhaps making a a leap here with it being x-men but i'm saying wolverine um, is my number three, but, but, but more specifically, <laughs> this may be a stretch, I think, I think you're but safe. Professor X, 
Yeah. But uh, more specifically, I I think Wolverine is is great um, in all versions different for different reasons. Uh, like, you know, we we're talking about origins. That was amazing. Uh, Hugh Jackman does an awesome job with him. But I'm specifically picking Old Man Logan from that series I love uh, that so because much. that was flipping amazing. Like I like I remember picking up that series and like checking it out at this comic shop I used to go to all the time that was down the street from us. And they were super cool. And, you know, the guy's like, why don't you just read the issue, you know, like here in the store, you know, so he wasn't, you know, they weren't jerks about like, you know, everything was like shrink wrapped and you couldn't touch anything. And it was that, it, was that Queen City comics. No, it was a uh, rock and rooster. Oh, they're rock still, and rooster. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Yeah, they're still around, but you know, they're just, I haven't been since the girls have been born because it's just convenience and money and like, you know, you know, it just happens, you know, whatever. But it had gone a couple months and I immediately bought all the issues that had come out and like added that to my hold list. And it's just freaking great. Like the build up to why like Logan is by himself and what happened to the other X-Men is amazing. And I don't want to like give anything away but the reveal of why logan's by himself and what happened to the x-men i would put on par with the reveal of you know who wolverine was in the origin story when you turn the panel and he's the you know sickly little wussy kid of the rich family you know like it's just an amazing series i didn't read because i saw that they they did like another run but i didn't read any of those yeah i don't Um, know why they did that i kind of didn't want to read it in case it was awful yeah that's that's why i stayed away from it because the whole thing of like it this is freaking genius like how they had the i can't remember which city it was but like the new city that had been built up around um giant man's skeleton was incredible like it's just so freaking cool and like what the storyline of the hulks and bruce banner like and that whole thing so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I stayed away from the other series because the first one was so good. I didn't want it to be tainted in a weird way by, you know, a lesser follow-up. But, yeah, that's my number three. If we can, um, let's do spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you want to read that comic, fast forward 60 seconds. Okay. Bill, I really want to know what happens. <laughs> yeah, so, Almost, all right. Just spoil it for anybody on the podcast that's going to read it. I've read it. I haven't read it, haven't read it yet, but I'll probably forget it. All right, so uh, Mysterio, spoiler alert, Mysterio, the the, vil- the Spider-Man villain, causes him to hallucinate that, I can't remember precisely what he causes Logan to hallucinate, but he causes him to hallucinate that the other X-Men are villains, and he murders all of them. And he comes out of his fugue state and sees, you know, it's like a two panel. It's a full two page spread when you open it. It's like, you know, the middle or whatever. And it just shows all of the X-Men just freaking slaughtered because Wolverine went freaking ballistic and murdered everybody thinking that he was killing these villains. So since then, he, you know, he goes into hiding and refuses to use his claws at all because that was a big thing and you know he has a family and all that and it kind of follows that that trope of like 
you know, I'm just a simple farmer and my family was taken away from me and now I'm out for revenge. But it's this whole thing of like, like why? <laughs> and it's like, you know, you see him like fighting throughout the comic, but he never uses his claws. So as a reader, you're just like, why in the hell is he not using his claws at all? And it, and it leads to this idea that after he freaking murdered everybody that he loved, he, you know, decided to never use his claws again until, you know, circumstances in the comic forces him to. But yeah, it's a great, it's a great two-page set of just all the X-Men just freaking slaughtered because Wolverine went nuts and killed them all. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Cool beans. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. All right, right. Nick. Number three. Right. So my number three, and this also, this kind of, this is definitely tied in with Gambit, but and goes back to the days of watching the old X Men cartoon, is Rogue. Honey, you're giving me goosebumps. If you want me, you gotta catch me first. You're as fast as a swamp bug on a hot skillet. Let's see if you're as nimble. Guess not. I I always liked Rogue and Gambit as a pairing, um, but I also just really thought her abilities were really cool. The fact that just by touching someone, she could absorb their power, but by touching them for an extended period of time, she could basically suck the life out of them. So there's just so much possibility with that. And just the whole tragic backstory of like her like accidentally like pretty much killing her high school boyfriend um, when they first kiss and everything like that. It's just I thought it was really clever to just make her to where she couldn't have physical human contact without causing like some kind of like mortal wound to someone but in a in a fight or something just a little touch and she can you know take on whatever power of the person that she's touching i just always thought that was just a very creative use of a character it wasn't like the the like it wasn't making her superman in in a way because you know I've I've never been a big fan of Superman because he's too perfect. Um, so she's not getting like all the powers at once. It's like she can get one power, but if she indulges too much, she kills the person. So she's also a tragic character. So I thought that was really cool. I love Rogue. I love her in the uh, animated series. She's great. Oh yeah, Sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 she uses that life in Sin City too. Oh, sugar, you just made the biggest mistake of your life. Gosh. All right, James, what's your number three? <laughs> Wait, that is the same actress, right? Yes. Um, Anna, it's Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, never mind. That's not who I was thinking of then. All right. So <laughs> I, I'll go ahead and do my three and two. My number three was Wolverine, and my number two was um, Rogue. So. Those have both just been talked about, but Bill and Nick, since you guys are here, what do you think about the, um, I really enjoy the Wolverine rogue friendship in the movies, uh, the original three, well, especially the original two. Uh, that's one of my favorite parts of those. Put your hands on the heater. 
aren't you, kid? It's nothing personal. It's just that when people touch my skin, something happens. What? I don't know. They just get hurt. Fair enough. When they come out, does it hurt? Every time. So what kind of a name is Rogue? What kind of a name is Wolverine? My name's Logan. And again, I just think it's a great little dynamic. I think they play off each other very well. They're both great secondary character. Well, Wolverine's the main character of the movies, obviously, but they both kind of play that secondary character role of bringing out the major traits of the other character in an appealing way. Like, How did yeah. you guys like that dynamic in the movies? Yeah, I, I've always thought that Wolverine, both in the comics and in the movies, has always been uh, one of his like unlisted abilities is to be able to found, find what I call the, like the lost puppy, and that's that's what Rogue is. It's like Wolverine kind of sees in her that she's damaged and that she's at risk, and he just kind of takes her under his wing, and. I mean, doesn't like baby her or anything like that, but mentors her in his own like kind of badass way. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. I don't. I, I've never looked it up, but in the in the comics, there's like the, the same exact relationship with with her in the movie, but it's with him and Jubilee. So yep. I kind of wonder if they just lifted that relationship and put it on Rogue, since Jubilee's not really. In it, other than a cameo here and there, but I agree. I love that part of Logan. Like he's the ultimate badass, but he also has um, a heart of gold for for other for other loners <laughs> and outcasts. And, well, I think yeah. he like sees sees himself in it. You know, like yeah, I was gonna say that. But they feel alone. They feel alone, <laughs> and you know. All right. Um, so my number two is Jean Grey. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can't help it. She's awesome. Um, so kind of, kind of saying tying into what you guys were talking about with um, the other relationship, like Wolverine and Jean Grey is one of my <laughs> favorite, like <laughs> will they, won't they relationships ever. And um, you know, it's, depending on the comic or the movie, they they will or they won't. But um, so I, I was not a fan of Cyclops as a kid, and I thought he was just kind of like a little. You know, kind of like a little bitch, and uh, <laughs> Wolverine was just Wolverine was just so awesome. And uh, anyway, regardless, I always love how Jean is like the one that, even though she doesn't get like the covers all the time or like all of the the hype, she's always the one that they all will kind of admit is like the most powerful. I love that <clears throat> about her, um, and I love the Phoenix and the Dark Phoenix and all that stuff. But, you know, we were joking about my four being the, the four obvious, but I am a huge Professor X fan, too. And I love their relationship of, like, the the father figure who's, like, also got the same kind of powers but knows that she, ha- you know, has the potential to be even more powerful, which, of course, is also more dangerous as well. So, And I feel like the movies did a really, really good job. Well, I mean, the first couple of, like, just portraying uh, Jean and, um, I, you know whatever about the later ones but 
as far as Jean Grey without like the Phoenix and everything. Um, I mean, the end of X two, I guess, spoiler, but just like the little tiny like hint of her coming as the Phoenix was just one so of good. the coolest comic book movie moments ever. Yeah. And they shit on it. And then they shrewded it, but still. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's my number two. Any, any Jean love out there? No. I do really I, like Jean Grey. I do too. I love that moment that you just talked about too. So the second X-Men movies, the first go-round and the second go-round, they both have this great teaser ending that sort of doesn't really live up to the hype in the third installment. <laughs> Yeah. So in the original X2, it's the uh, Phoenix thing kind of rising. And in Days of Future Past, they talk about um, what's the dude's name with the four horsemen? Apocalypse. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That was a great little teaser thing. And I'm most of the way through the Apocalypse movie right now. I'm watching it. And it's good, kind of generically, but it's not holy crap that was awesome like yeah uh the original x-men movie x2 and then i think first class and days of future past yep i was really disappointed in the apocalypse movie and just yeah. like just the character of apocalypse is so i don't know i i think i don't know just kind of like sidebarring it a little bit the problem is is that the you know the whole avenger arc with thanos and the infinity gauntlet and everything like really set how it should be done and how it should be done is the way it was in the comics. Like you just don't cram in all of this awesome material into just one comic, or in this case, just one two and a half hour movie. Like you have to build up to it. Like what made the infinity infinity gauntlet storyline so great was the fact that like, it is this pretty slow build over several movies, but then it has this really great payoff. And, you know, and that's that was the problem. Like if they, you know, to attempt the Dark Phoenix and I never saw that one because I just heard, you know, how terrible it was. I just didn't even want to bother like and it makes me sad that X-Men movies are cursed with being bad, except for, you know, Days of Future Past and First Class and X2. Like, you know, the other, and I know that's three out of the series, but like there's no reason why X-Men Did you movies like the original? Suck. I, you know, I haven't watched it honestly since it pretty much first came out like it's you know i and i would wonder how well it would hold up watching it again you know if like the whole like you know toad and saber tooth and all that stuff yeah. but but it's it's one of those That's, things where it's definitely like the nostalgia of that movie will always make it great to me because that was the first one and i just remember that time when like my friends and i were losing our freaking minds because they were making an x-men movie you know so yeah, I feel like it's impossible to separate and be like objective for that movie. Yeah, <clears throat> where are we, Joseph? Your number two. So my number two is Wolverine, and I kind of like what Bill did, where you pick your favorite because he has a million incarnations. So I love the Weapon X Wolverine. That's by far my favorite. Hell yeah. He's like naked of all those tubes naked. coming out of his body. Yeah. <laughs> <And> he's <laughs> all wet, shiny. He's, he's got the helmet sometimes, depending on the depiction. And he's got bone claws, depending on the point of, you know, the process that they're in. So he's just 
basically everything we already said. Wolverine is like in a really good way. He can be anything. He can be the most badass, like kill everybody. He can be a mentor, a friend. He can be um, a leader when he has to. He's just phenomenal. And I feel like since he's everybody's favorite, or at least everybody's, you know, almost like, I feel like he's been around the longest, even though he technically hasn't. So he's nostalgic for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like, a, <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's almost like a family member, like, when something happens to him, if you're reading the comics or the movies, it just has a more emotional weight just because almost because he's never one, I guess, reason would be he's never really been done poorly, right? Like you, you might have that relationship with Batman. I know I do, but it's hard to like get past all the terrible iterations where Wolverine, we have Jim Lee, we have, Steve McNiven, all these amazing comic book artists and writers throughout the years, and then freaking Hugh Jackman, like for a decade or whatever it's been, mm-hmm. two decades maybe. And yeah, it's been twenty it years now. Gets, yeah, and like in the the X Men Days of Future Past, like he's so good in it, and um, he's just the best. Like, um, let me, if you don't mind, indulge me. I'm going to read the death of Wolverine super quick, the plot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. skim. But essentially, so there's this thing I won't get into that it's a virus um, that makes, that turns off his healing factor. So Ooh. it allows enable, you know, allows enemies to kill him. Um, and Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four offers to try to figure out a, a way to reactivate it. But he accepts his fate and decides to tell him like not to fix it and so of course this bad guy puts a, like an insanely high bounty on his head and so all of his old enemies come out and try to kill him um and he finally finds out it's this guy dr cornelius who's the original founder of the weapon x program so he goes and finds him and he's trying to replicate what he did to wolverine but he, he needs his healing factor and he doesn't have it, obviously. So he freaks out, the doctor does, and releases his latest like experiments on him. So all of these like feral Wolverine-type creatures. Um, and so he fights off all of them. And then it says, I'm reading this part from Wikipedia, in desperation, Dr. Cornelius tries to escape by activating the adamantium bonding process on three other subjects. Wolverine slashes the adamantium container before the bonding process can, can begin. So this is like liquid metal, and Wolverine gets absolutely covered head to toe in it, and he kills Dr. Cornelius, but in doing so, he's like slowly suffocating from the, the adamantium hardening. Yeah. And as, he's di- as Dr. Cornelius is dying, he demands to know what Wolverine accomplished in his life. So there's these some amazing panels kind of like you were saying bill from old man logan where he reflects on his life and so it shows like the woman in japan he fell in love with i'm pretty sure it shows gene gray like all of these flashbacks from his life and then he dies from suffocating from the, the adamantium just like kneeling in the sunset Oof. and it's i'll send you the guys that panel but it's amazing yeah so yeah doesn't really get much better than wolverine i mean technically i have 
somebody higher just because I liked him more, but you can't really beat Wolverine. Awesome. For sure, yeah. Okay, right. Bill? Bill? Number All two. Right, so, my, so my number two is Nightcrawler. Um, yeah. I really, I really liked how he was portrayed in X2. And I actually forgot that he was in the Apocalypse movie, so I guess I just didn't really like his portrayal on that one too much. But yeah, he, like, it's kind of weird, like I said, how I got into X-Men in the comics that way, like, through the video game first, and then, you know, the trading cards. But, like, I immediately chose Nightcrawler on the video game because he was the one who didn't look human. Like, that was my appeal, and... I honestly don't think I've ever played anyone other than him in Wolverine. No, I've played Colossus because Colossus had that awesome, like, like, charge. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so, Your yeah. monster love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just really loved his character in, like, I think for him, he, he hits, like, to the core of the whole X-Men story, like, of the mutants. But, like, you know, him and, you know, others that are born that way, and it's obvious right away that they're different. Like, you know, whereas everyone else has up until their teenage years to, you know, reveal that they have these powers, and then they have to struggle with it. Like, I just liked that part of his character where it was from the very beginning, you know, but then he found a home in the circus and everything else. And then, you know, Nick made a joke about Captain Britain, but I, <laughs> I, and it was kind of funny because like, I loved the Excalibur comic books um, as a kid. And it was mainly not really by choice, but just because of how I was able to buy comics back in the day, because, you know, there weren't any shops around me. So I just bought whatever Walden's books had at the mall and they had, you know, X-Men, but they had more Excalibur than anything else. So I just got into that. And it was like just a great mix of like serious story arc. But then it would also be just kind of goofy with the stuff that would happen. You know, and Nightcrawler was a member of that as long as Cap- Captain Britain and Kitty Pride of Lockheed. And then there was like some Irish fairy style girl called Megan, Megan or something like that. And. It was just great. So, yeah, Nightcrawler is super cool. I mean, there's sometimes where they portray him a little too emo for my liking. I like more of the, you know, high spiky collared, like overdone comic book outfit version of him. But, yeah, that's my number two. Love it. That that opening to X2 is so good. Yeah. I remember everybody in the theater just like, like speechless. It was so good. Yeah, that part was incredible. That was on my action um, at Rushmore the other week. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Nick? So, Sorry. I gotta say, no, nobody's mentioned skin yet. Nobody's mentioned wing 
Nobody's mentioned Wraith. So many classic. Nobody's mentioned Beak. It's like <laughs> we're leaving out some of the best X Men, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We still got our number ones to go. How how far down Wikipedia did you have to go for that, James? This is on um, Ranker.com. Oh, gosh. Uh, um, hold on. Total the, Nerd at Ranker. So the website is... Da, 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 yeah. Where are you? M.Ranker.com slash list slash worst-x-men-members. I was about to say, where's the word worst? Yeah. There you go. Number one is a dude called Wraith who possesses the ability to turn his skin invisible. That's it. What? He can turn his skin invisible, let you see like the his organs and stuff like that. That's his superpower. <laughs> nice. Lovely. Hot. Uh, <laughs> yes skin has six feet of extra skin that he can use to throw at people and that he can um That's use terrible. for other useful things like concealing an object well i found some pretty sweet uh wraith fan art here i'm going to text you guys <laughs> <laughs> there's also one called tattoo who can make tattoos appear on her body in any pattern or design you want. That's okay. her power. Yeah. So anyway. That sounds like a character made specifically for marketing for the toys. Yeah. <laughs> Quite possibly. Those, those all sound like characters that were made up at like 4 p.m. on a Friday. Like, <laughs> we can't leave. It. We need five more characters before we can leave for the weekend. Uh, tattoo lady. <laughs> Skin man. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> also, for all the fans out there, I want to mention number seven is Bailey Hoskins, who has apparently been in X-Factor, The New Mutants, X-Force, and Beta Flight. Um, he has the unfortunate superpower of being able to detonate himself one time. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> how do you find that out if you can only do it once how can you find that out I, I don't know I call bullshit <laughs> so anyway oh my I'll stop with that list now although Nick it might make you happy there is one called El Guapo like yes. the three of me goes <laughs> I, don't, I don't even care what his abilities are I love him if it's not being handsome, then bullshit. Exactly. All right. Sorry for sidebarring us all there. Nick, I think it's your turn, man. Quite all right, because I was going to say I'm not going to say a whole lot about my number two because it's already been said, but my number two is Wolverine. Um, I I mean, there's, there's what is not to love about Wolverine. He's just – it's like he was written specifically with – like eight-year-old boys in mind. It's I mean, you have this like awesome guy with knives sticking out of his hands that can't be well, essentially can't be killed. Um, that he's got metal bones and he chomps on a cigar all the time. And yeah, so and like everybody else said, Hugh Jackman played him perfectly. I'm I'm 
curious yet extremely worried as to what will be done with that character going forward since Hugh Jackman claims that he is retired from it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've already done my three and two with uh, Wolverine and Rogue. Um, I can start the number ones just to get things going. Whatever you think. All right. My number one is Gambit. And Nick did... Uh, great job talking about him. I always thought he looked the coolest. Uh, so my friend, when I was a kid, teenager, Danny Meyer, hey Dan, um, he was an X-Men guy. And so he really liked the cartoons. He had some of those cards, Bill, that you were talking about, the comic yes. book cards. Yep. And he would show me those. And I remember even then thinking like, man, this all these people look so freaking cool. Uh, comic books, they were always kind of a thing that I thought I'd really enjoy that I never quite did as much as I thought I would, but I still think they're super cool to hear about. So I'm sure you guys all had me hit you up for comic book knowledge at some point or another. But um, Gambit, I love the trench coat, love the hair. <laughs> I like the playing cards that explode thing. I like the whole love nickname for people. Um I just think Gambit's cool. I don't have any deep thing because I don't know the character that well. But I always just thought Gambit looked cool. And from what I could tell, he acted cool. So Gambit is my number one. <laughs> Very nice. awesome. I must apprehend that mutant. Hey, apprehend this. How did you do that? With style, Petit. With style. Um, okay. So, so my number one is Wolverine. Have you guys heard of him? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> he's, he's pretty cool. You picked the wrong house, What's his character like? So he's kind of like rugged, loner, you know, kind of like... Um, what, what's his power? A- anti-hero. He's, he's got these claws that Pretty come out of his hand. Um, oh, that's cool. So, so when you guys were talking about story arcs, I, I gotta throw my out my love for his stuff in Japan, duh. And, oh yeah. Uh, I'll send my my favorite panel. I I wanted to get it as a tattoo, but it'd be have to be like an entire back or something, and I don't really have the physique for that. So, um, but yeah, he he was in Japan for a while. Frank Miller did the the art for it, which I love. Um, Frank Miller's art, so. It's super cool and like retro '80s looking. Um, he did marry somebody, and they had a kid, which is like another mutant with claws. It's kind of whatever, but yeah, just Wolverine in Japan. It's like two of my favorite things. So, but yeah, he's he's my number one. Ever since day one, after that <coughs> fateful orthodontist appointment <laughs> in Florence, <laughs> Kentucky. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where they had the comics, like in a magazine stand? No, it was we we got to go to the comic book store to pick out something as like a reward for getting our braces, and uh, we we went there and I found that that one I was talking about with him and Sabretooth on the front. I was like, uh, this looks awesome. Oh, nice. And uh, was it the place it. in Turfway? Yep. All right, Joseph, your number one. So my number one, the only the only one cooler than Wolverine in my eyes is. Magneto. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, good stuff. He's similar to Wolverine just in the fact that they, they did him absolutely perfect in 
perfectly in the X-Men movies as well as the newer where they're young. Michael Fassbender is amazing. Um, so yeah, two, two things I'll just touch on real quick. One is that he has a crazy story. So he was a child during the Holocaust, survives all this stuff at Auschwitz, escapes, so this- falls in love, has kids that are Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch who are twins, has like all these crazy adventures before he even meets Charles. And so I love that about him, that he has like this crazy life, basically, even before he's like a god or whatever. And then the other thing I'll say about him is that he's like, to me, one of the most powerful mutants of all time. He rips the adamantium from Wolverine's body. He kills Red Skull. He starts an earthquake. He does like all these huge things. Yeah. He fights the Hulk one time. Like, he's just. And, like, in this super old comic, I doubt it would fly today with all the Avengers popularity. But um, Thor actually throws his hammer at him and he just smacks it back at him. <laughs> smacks fucking Mjolnir back at him. He tears Apocalypse in half. So, yeah, he's he's the GOAT. And Ian McKellen does him amazing. I mean, the friendship slash, like, oh, rivalry gosh. between him and Patrick Stewart is amazing. And I don't know Fantastic. how... Fantastic. Like, the, the ultimate casting in that is, is perfect. But then to, like, live up to that, in my opinion, with James McAvoy and Michael Fassman, like, I feel like they did it spot on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it ever wake you in the middle of the night? The feeling that someday they will pass that foolish law, or one just like it, and come for you and your children. It does indeed. Their isolation, their hopes, their ambitions. I can tell you we're at the start of something incredible, Eric. We can help them. Can we? Identification, that's how it starts. And ends with being rounded up, experimented on, eliminated. Yeah, not this time. We have common enemies. Sure, the Russians, they need us. For now. Yeah, he's my favorite. Always will be. Yeah, so that I'll, I'll just jump in because he's my number one as well. And I will just echo everything that you said, like... There has been no, but you know, um, version of Magneto that has failed. Like old and young Magneto were amazing in how they're portrayed in the movies, um, and I I love. So the only thing I'll add on with his character that I think is amazing is that it's the whole, you know, story element of becoming the thing that you hate. You know, so he. Mm-hmm. You know, the, a victim of, you know, not necessarily, well, he was still a victim, but, you know, a mental victim, I guess you could say, of the genocide, you know, losing his family members. He then wants to effectively cause a genocide of the humans because of how they, you know, treat the mutants and everything else. You know, And yet there is that element of him as a character where you look at what he's saying 
And you're like, he's freaking right. Like, you know, that's one of my favorite T-shirts I had was my little brother got me that a picture of uh, Magneto on it. And it just said Magneto was right. And it's like, he's right. People suck. And <laughs> that's great. You know, so, you know, so he's, you know, uh, you know, like his speech at the end of Days of Future Past and, and all that, like. You built these weapons to destroy us. Why? Because you are afraid of our gifts. Because we are different. Humanity has always feared that which is different. Well, I'm here to tell you, to tell the world, you're right to fear us. We are the future. We are the ones who will inherit this earth. And anyone who stands in our way will suffer the same fate as these men you see before you. Today was meant to be a display of your power. Instead, I give you a glimpse of the devastation my race can unleash upon yours. Let this be a warning to the world. And to my mutant brothers and sisters out there, I say this, no more hiding. No more suffering. You have lived in the shadows and shame and fear for too long. Come out. Join me. Fight together in a brotherhood of our kind. A new tomorrow that starts today. It's just amazing, like, how his character is written. You know, so there's that part of his, like, you, you go and he's like, he kind of, you know, he's he's one of the villains that you can empathize with more than any of the other ones, I think, just because of what he's gone through and what, you know, he's calling it like it is. Now, his methods are aren't the best, but definitely, definitely an awesome, awesome character. Dude, all right. The, um, real quick, just some of the coolest moments in all those movies have been Magneto, like, oh, yeah, the giant truck. I remember the scene in um, the like plastic. They had to make like a plastic jail for him, and he like takes the iron out of that guy's blood. Yes. Remember? Yes. Um, I just love that. Even in the comics, like he's since since his power is so like almost basic, it allows them to be like super creative in what they want to do with it. Well, and then in the ultimate, like they did the Ultimate Adventures and Ultimate Spider-Man back in like. Oh, shoot, when was that? It was when we were in college. Would have been like, what, yeah, is, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, when they, I didn't read this, the end of it, but, you know, I, I remember getting, like, the, those first issues and everything. But, like, him using his, you know, his ability to mess with, you know, the Earth's core to end the world. Like, that's how they ended off the Ultimates, which I thought was great. Okay, Nick. So, Our, yeah. Sorry, Josh, Joe, were one of you going to say something? I was just going to. Cue up, Nick. You're good. Okay. <laughs> Introducing. Um, so mine, since we we allowed the X-Men adjacent ruling, that immediately made this my number one. Even though an argument could be made that he technically was an X-Men at a few different times. Um, and that is Deadpool. 
Um, Deadpool is more closely associated with X Force. All right, I gotta rewrite my list. <laughs> but but yeah, so Deadpool to me is like if you took Wolverine and instead of taking all of his badassness, just gave him a plethora of meta humor and made him psychotic with a much deeper moral gray area. I, I've just ever since I first read a Deadpool comic. I mean, granted, when he when he was first created, the the meta humor wasn't there so much. The the breaking the fourth wall wasn't there so much. He was just a mercenary that had a healing ability like Wolverine. Um, but over the years, as he developed, and they kind of created that tongue-in-cheek humor and just ridiculous stupid humor with it too i just that really just latched on to something for me it's like i've never seen that in a comic book character before they've and don't get me wrong i love comic books but they've always just been like very serious spider-man had been the closest thing to like humor in comics to me so then when deadpool starts like literally talking to the reader of the comic about the comic book or like fantasizing about chimichangas all the time and all this other just stupid ridiculous like immature stuff like yep i'm in i am 100 in oh by the way it's hella violent and yes at some point in one storyline deadpool does go and kill everyone else a la wolverine just not in the super dark like deep way it's a big joke again but yeah I, I i love deadpool the the movies were are great hopefully they will continue um if disney will allow it uh ryan reynolds is perfect as wade wilson uh, it's yeah i there's nothing about deadpool that i do not like Wait, is that you? Stryker finally figured out how to shut you up. Hey, it's me. Don't scratch. Just cleaning up the timelines. Look, eventually, you're gonna hang up the claws, and it's gonna make a lot of people very sad. Huh? But one day, your old pal Wade's gonna ask you to get back in the saddle again. And when he does, say yes. Oh, right. Love you. I will say, also, Nick and I, for any uh, anybody, any of our non-friend listeners, Nick and I were roommates for about two or three years back around the turn of the century, 2002. Oh. Gosh, through. don't say it that way. <laughs> anyway nick was a big comic book guy back then and trying to get me into comic books even back then nick i remember that you loved deadpool because you oh, said yeah. like this is the one you should read he'd be mm-hmm. your entry point that would be your guy that you'd latch on to yep. and yeah it like when i watched i'm like this is why nick loves him this is right up nick's alley with humor and he's great he's so good absolutely absolutely all right, so that is that, our. That, that is it. Yeah. Do we, I meant Sorry. to say before number one? Do, is, do we have honorable mentions? Because, because I do. Yeah. The, 
Yeah, I do. The Punisher is my favorite X Men character. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my honorable mentions are uh, Beast. I like yep. him. Um, I did have a, Apocalypse as well. Um, although he's not. Also I, th- one of mine. Th- this was like X Men adjacent, but yes. um, and then Mister Sinister was one of my favorite villains. Back in the day, Dude, uh, yeah, he was. How about like Mojo? Five, Remember him? Put him on there. <laughs> yeah, Mojo Slimer. Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah, I had uh, Beast. I thought it was amazing. I loved his. Uh, what was it, the cannonball combo with Wolverine? How yeah. you would just throw him. Uh, that was amazing. Although I'm not familiar with the character from the comics, and I had to look her name up. But Blink from um, Days of Future Past, like. Her scenes, like her contribution to the fight scenes with the Sentinels, I think are some of the best parts of those fight scenes where she can just opens portal after one after another. Um, I thought that was amazing. Uh, who else? I think that's about it. The Sentinels. I love those guys. Uh, yeah. Comics and and in movies. Um, and, and I forgot to, um, I mentioned him briefly, but Professor X is like right on the on the cusp there. I think he's one of the best leaders uh, of any like comic book superhero, any kind of fictional universe like that. He's just so well respected by everybody and such a badass. Of course, being in a wheelchair, I think we like just take that for granted because we grew up with it. But I think mm-hmm. if you were like a kid with disabilities or something, it'd be so cool to have such a powerful character in a, in a wheelchair. Oh, totally. So, yeah. I love yeah, Professor that's X. awesome. I had pretty much a lot of the ones you guys mentioned. Beast. Yeah. I loved Gambit when I was a kid just from the, the well, I was going to say just from the show, but also there were quite a few Wolverine versus Gambit comics. Apocalypse, I absolutely love. Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride. Yeah. Um, Psylocke. Mr. Sinister. Oh, yeah. Psylocke, Psylocke is actually Psylocke. on my list. Psylocke was and, actually going to be the one that I had. Mr. Sinister is amazing. He's one that, like, when I was a kid, I just liked the, you know, the image of him, the trading cards or whatever we saw. Didn't really know much about him, but I was reading up on him today, and he's got some really freaking cool storylines yeah. I have to go check out. Isn't he Gambit's father? Uh, no, I don't think so, because he's from, like, Victorian England or something. Yeah. I mean, I might be wrong. I don't know. He was affiliated with the Nasty Boys. Can you believe my Nasty Boys taking on the ultimate moron and Randy Macho Man Savage? Do you think they're a tag team? Do you think they care about each other? No, no they don't. No. But tonight, 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 they're facing my Nasty Boys, baby. That's Sam. right, Jimmy. That's right, Jimmy. In just a few minutes, Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior take on the greatest, nastiest tag team in the world wrestling federation today. Nasty Boys are going to nasty signs. You ain't going to like it, but you're definitely, definitely going to get Nasty size. <laughs> no, Mr. Sinister Son is Cable, who okay, is also, that... also awesome. Amazing. Um, do you guys remember the brood no. at all? I was wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he created not... Cyclops' son, who Nathan, who becomes Cable. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Bill, why are we talking about Such wrestling again? <laughs> no, it said that on the Wikipedia that he was affiliated with the Nasty Boys. 
So the Nasty Boys, the tag team, and the Brood, the faction, right? <laughs> well, there, there's the members of Gorgeous George, Hairbag, Ramrod, Ruckus, <laughs> Slab. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want to know about Hairbag. <laughs> that was George the Animal Steel. Okay, so since we got a minute here, one of the things we all did as just a creative exercise, we took the best line of any of the X-Men movies, which was, do you know what happens to a toad when it gets electrocuted? Oh, gosh. We get struck by lightning, James. Get it right. (laughs) We get struck by lightning. Okay, sorry. I haven't watched that scene enough times. The same thing that happens to everything else. (laughs) (laughs) So we all agreed to come up with a new death blow line to replace that really, really bad line. So, uh, Nick, do you want to go first? So mine, they would have to uh, insert a new character into the movie, but... Gambit would have been standing right there, and she would have said, Gambit, you like fried frog legs, right? Oh. <laughs> nice. I think that's better. All right. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Bono jumps out of nowhere, and he goes, and he pulls his pants down. He says, this dick's not going to suck itself. <laughs> <laughs> And Ray Park just goes flying away. <laughs> oh, man. Why Bono? <laughs> it's, a, it's a reference to, are you talking you two to me? He says that. Okay. <laughs> I think he says it to Thedge backstage. And he does, Scott does an amazing Irish accent. This dick's not going to suck itself. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Oh, man. All right, Phil. I don't don't have one as as good as those. Uh, But, you know, just being the science nerd, science teacher route, I was just going to, you know, uber nerd it and just be like, do you know what happens when a flow of electrons enters through an amphibious membrane? <laughs> the oh same gosh. thing that happens to everything else. That's wonderfully terrible. Very good. Uh, I'm the worst creative uh, ever. So I, the only thing I had is we've been obsessing over the Revolutionary War in our house. So I thought of join or die, right? <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> ben Franklin. Dude. Oh yeah, I got you. <laughs> you know what happens when a toad is tread upon? The same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> I mean, if he's trying to wear a mask, you know, it's like they're treading on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Storm goes, "I'm just like my school. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry." Oh man, you you got to go like uh. You gotta go be like, you know, she walks up to him and asks him, like, are you a cargo load of overpriced tea? <laughs> no, why? Because I'm about to dump it. <laughs> All right, James. All right. So mine was, um, she could either say, one thing about toads, they all croak, and then kill him. <laughs> oh, 
Yes. <laughs> or, or, or if she wanted to really win my heart, she could have said, the my maybe favorite band is Toad the Wet Sprocket. They're called Toad for short. And one of their songs that was a hit was Fall Down. So she could have said, Toad, you're asking when will you fall down? The answer is right now. And then <laughs> killed him. <laughs> they had hits? what station are you listening to yeah james and his sister both bought an album so like just off the charts (laughs) i'm a little disappointed that no one said richard nixon from days of future past (laughs) oh my gosh all right so we still got a couple minutes. Um, you guys want to talk movies? Like what the best movie was? Sure. I, I mean, yeah, I would say Days of Future Past, 100%. Okay. I mean, I think that's, I think what made it so good. It's been a while since I've seen X2, and I remember loving it. But I think after X3, and then it also came after the the origin, right? Right. Yeah, so I think it was this. I think what made it so great was that it's it's great on its own, but it, it's also great after having some really crappy X Men movies. Mm. You know, so um, I love and that one. I thought it wrapped it kind of perfectly. I thought it redeemed three, not in the sense that it made it a good movie, but it just sort of like undid all the damage that three did. Yeah, and it's still acknowledged that it happened. Like, they throw in the flashback. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kelsey Grammer is back at the end um, mm-hmm. with, um, you know, as Beast, you know, when Logan's back and everything. So it doesn't, like, ignore it, you know, but it, you know, acknowledges the good parts, I guess. I agree. That would also be my number one. I thought it was such a great way to end the franchise. And then they made two more movies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for X2. I, I think we talked about it on a Star Wars um, yeah. episodes, just about the mansion, all the mansion, the mansion scene where they had to defend it. Um, yeah, just all, all of X2 is amazing. So that being said, I haven't watched it in like ten years, so who knows? Oh yeah. I don't know if it's canon, but Logan was probably my favorite. Either that or the Holy shit. Days of Future Past is my number one of those movies. Yeah, that Logan was just amazing. I mean to see to see Wolverine like Hugh Jackman Wolverine in an R rated movie. Yeah. yeah. Spot on. Can we all agree that the Wolverine movies got better as they went along? Like, the Wolverine was better than Wolverine, and Logan apparently is the best of the whole bunch. The Wolverine, I felt like, was underrated. I liked that movie. I I I liked it, it too. James, you said apparently... I forgot about that movie. You haven't seen it? You haven't seen Logan? I have not seen Logan. I haven't Uh, seen it either. that, that That should be your next one that you guys see. Like... Also, watch the trailer with the Johnny Cash song. Oh, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. I've yes, seen that. that's cool. That's usually how I... Never mind. <laughs> so so I, I know... Let me see. Who's uh, 
Joe, was that one picture of the Undertaker holding that red cane that you texted us? <laughs> That's Mr. Sinister. <laughs> no, I'm just I know. <laughs> no, his character has depth, Bill. Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey, listen. Have you ever tried to reap a soul before? <laughs> the same thing that happens to everyone else. <laughs> Yes, they, re- they rest in peace. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> oh man! So I am sending the Undertaker holding the cane right now in a gif. <laughs> so I is I it, just, is it I just, just like him at the airport right now, James? Yeah, they're just hugging, you know. How's it going being mayor? I'm pretty good. How's it going reaping souls and breaking bodies? (laughs) What were you going to say, Bill? Oh, my gosh. That's got to be a deep fake. Is that a deep? You? Yeah, that's not real. It's a video game. Yeah. Okay. I'm just looking at a tiny screen. That's amazing. No, I was just, I just loaded up X2. And I guess it's been long enough since I bought this DVD that the menu for it is really amazing. <laughs> like, okay. You know, you start having an appreciation for older DVD menus when they're like, oh, we got to do something cool with this instead of just like, please just get to the point. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, Gosh. Yeah, but you guys definitely have to, to watch Logan. It's flipping amazing. And I, I feel like a jerk forgetting about the Wolverine. That movie was amazing. Yeah, it's got it's got Japan stuff in it, which is awesome. <laughs> Japan four. Yeah. Shoeshine. <laughs> All right, Nick. What is your favorite X Men that you've seen? Um, Deadpool. Yeah, I was about to say if if we're <laughs> still doing adjacent, it's going to be Deadpool. But if we're sticking to straight X Men, um, it's probably going to be Days of Future Past, but. That's partially because that's the most recent one that I've seen, because I I didn't see any I didn't see Dark Phoenix I didn't see Apocalypse, um, I I, I saw uh, uh, the Wolverine and I agree that was that was a pretty decent movie, um, so I don't know it might be either X two or Days of Future Past. Although I, I actually was a pretty big fan of First Class as well, just because it's a new take on yeah. an existing franchise, and it was done well in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I kind of like to watch First Class and Days of Future Past this week and like right after. Stub my toe, guys. <laughs> I uh, uh, I show a clip of First cl- from First Class in science class when i'm teaching about magnetic fields i show them the scene when they're at the end and like all the naval ships are launching the missiles and magneto stops them all and like i show them that scene and it's uh it's awesome and i'm like that's his (laughs) magnetic field they entered into his magnetic field that he could launch them back at each other are they like (laughs) are they like what's the x-men well some of the some of the kids um no, very few. Um, but you know, like the kids who have who are like the Avenger fans, they're typically the ones who know that, but not as many people. And then I go like on a big long thing about how cool Magneto is and everything. And I I will wear that shirt 
and then like it was right yeah (laughs) and then there's like the kids that just don't care because i'm just going off on another nerd tangent but then you know who cares man all right joe did we get yours yeah i said days of future past all right all right cool so i think that's the clear winner of the the nominations it's almost every time as i the winner the runner-up and wolverine (sighs) is the the favorite character yeah i would agree yeah yeah with magneto being a close second yep (sighs) yeah that that intro scene i'm watching it now of of x2 with nightcrawlers freaking amazing it's amazing it's so good we we should do real quick the uh, most hated X Men character. Oh, that's from good. Movies, comics, TV, and or whatever, and the reason why. Okay. I don't know. It's. Uh, I'll it's go with mine tempting. right now, and it's it's Storm. Halle Berry's really? Storm. Really? Yes, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> it's it's Halle Berry's fault because I I thought Storm was great. Like I loved Storm in the comics. I loved Storm in the cartoon series. And then Halle Berry just took a steaming shit all over her. Um, Why? That's pretty strong. I mean, she's oh, not yeah. that bad. I'm gonna be with. She Nick didn't on write that message. line. Yeah. She it's didn't not just the line. Her, it's just I didn't feel yeah. like she had any heart in it. It was just yep. like yeah. a paycheck for her. Yeah, she very just showed stilted. up to collect the paycheck and get out. And it's the same thing she did with Catwoman too, which is an abysmal movie. And I will admit that my dislike for Halle Berry is clouded by Catwoman. But they like, I, I, she's one of those actresses or actors that I, I, anything that she's in, I'm going to immediately hate. I don't. That's really a, think that. that's a good one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really can't. I mean, the, I really, I mean, that's a good question. Like, especially like comic wise, no one really stands out to me. Um, I. I felt like they really effed up Archangel in the movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm, you know, more so like, you know, because the cartoon series has come up like I just was tired of Rogue like big time. Like she I liked her character, but then I just kind of got to like, all right. Well, I dare uh, say, Bill, if she was here, she'd tell <laughs> the damn Yankee mouth right now. <laughs> I, I'm really glad you all don't have sponsors. Speaking of which, Goya beans. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's not any fucking bigger problems to deal with right now. (laughs) Tired of the way your home looks? Go try (laughs) carpetbaggers.com. The biggest carpet company in the north. Um, I, I don't know. I I was not a fan of Kelsey Grammer as as Beast. Ooh, Uh, really? I have to do. I I know Joseph loves Fraser, which means you know. He has to like Kelsey Grammer as Beast, but I just thought it was really. I think it might just be Beast as the kind of character that's just going to be hard to do on film. But you know, like I, I never once thought of Kelsey Grammer as like a badass. I mean, he's no. freaking Frasier, um, yeah. which obviously covers the smart guy part of it. But it's just hard to believe when he hulks out, if you will. So yeah, I I'd have to go with that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who they could have had as someone better, but wasn't a fan. 
I'll actually I, go and say the opposite of that. I thought Kelsey Grammer was the perfect casting for the Beast. Yeah. Just because, and I, I agree with you, I can't see Kelsey Grammer as a badass at all. But, like, I've always thought of Beast as primarily as an intellectual that just so happened could, like, hang from the ceiling and was strong. So, like, the, just the voice of Kelsey Grammer coming out of him, I thought was perfect. I see mm-hmm. your point. I really respect that they did it as a practical effect instead of just going CGI beast. Like, even in the newer movies, like, it could have been very easy for them to, like, oh, we'll just, you know, transition you into a CGI. Oh, you're a beast now, you know. But they, yeah. like, th- like, dyed his back hair blue, and <laughs> it looks really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, you said you really wouldn't know, like, who to cast instead. Yeah. I would bet that you couldn't come up with somebody better than that. And if I were to make that bet, you can bet your ass I'd make it with DraftKings.com, the only <laughs> fantasy and gambling site sponsored that the Pull Apart podcast supports. You can bet on NASCAR, bet on baseball. I mean, hell, they're going to start up football at some point, son. You got to get your ass over to DraftKings and place a bet on when it's going to happen. So DraftKings.com, the only internet site to place a bet and win some money. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. <laughs> oh, James. I Love just stumbled it. all over that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. No one's listening. Right. <laughs> all right. I say, Bill mentioned Archangel. I resented the presence of Angel in the third X-Men movie so much from a narrative standpoint. It's like he popped up at the beginning as sort of like the teaser intro. And then they brought him back at the end, but he didn't tie into the plot, like, at all. They gave him this big intro scene, he flew away, and then at the end it's like, hey, Angel, why don't you come to our school? That's it. Like, there's no tie-in, there's no character development, there's no change. He's just there, because I guess they wanted that character on screen. It's really terrible writing. It's of the list of things I really dislike about the third movie... That would be near the top. So I'll vote for Angel. Although with that toad line, I Nick, I I don't hate that character for the same reasons that you do. I, I kind of like it, but that is a really bad line. So <laughs> oh yeah, I get. So this is Joe. Mine is Juggernaut from X Men Three. He oh, is horrendous. Oh he yeah. So I about that, I think his character in the comics is the most generic, boring character ever. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah. And then the costume is awful. He's got like this weird leather bra on that doesn't serve a purpose. And yeah, he has that awful line. It's just so, so dumb. What's the, what's that actor's name? Is that Vinnie Jones or something? Something like that. Dave Batista, I think. <laughs> it's it's how dare you! It is many it's, it's the dude from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. But like, I I love him in other things, but he was just not cast well for that role. Like he was the wrong person to play Juggernaut. <laughs> so Josh, with uh, Batista, do you like that part where Juggernaut is like face to face with Doctor Xavier? He goes, "You know what I want." 
Are you going to give me what I want? Give me what I want. Give it to me. <laughs> I know that you know that I know what I want. And you're going to give me what I want. So give me what I want. Give me what I want. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what made X3 so bad, I think. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to text you guys that promo. It's like the best promo, <laughs> best bad promo ever. Like, apparently, Batista just, like, forgot his next line. So he legit repeated the one line for, like, two and a half minutes. Yes. His cue for the next one. <laughs> Look at you. You know you want it. It's killing you. Look at you. Get in I this ring! I know you! I see it! It's killing you! It's tearing you apart! You want to hurt me so bad, you can't stand it! But you won't give it to me! Because you're not in control! Give me what I want! Give me what I want! Let me hear you say it! Everybody here wants to hear you say it! Give me what I want. You know what I want. You just don't want to give it to me because you're not in control. I'm in control. Now, Hunter, give me what I want. I am going to give you the beating you deserve, Dave, and nothing more. No. That's not what I want. So good. I I guess my brain just blocked out Juggernaut from X3. That is terrible. I forgot about it. Yes. As soon as you said, I'm the juggernaut, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's just as bad as do you know what happens to a toad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I it was with I... Kitty Pride too, which, I mean, yep. she did fine in that scene. He did not. <sighs> yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thanks for talking X-Men tonight, everybody. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Alrighty. And we kept it in two hours. Hooray. Heck yeah. Awesome, awesome. It can be done. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.